Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Six Feet Under. We've got a great bonus feat for you today. Uh, if it sounds like a rerun, it's not, I promise. We're going to play Costume Fairy Adventures with an entirely different crew. Yay! Yeah! This is I'm still GMing. <laughs> an almost entirely different crew. Uh, it's a bit of an experiment. Uh, maybe even a, a friendly rivalry will come up, see who gets more moats. But in any case, let's introduce you to those people. Uh, let's see. For our usual crew, we've got myself, Gnome has spoken up, as well as Eliza and Ethel. Say hello. Hi. I'm hello. here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize just for being here. And once again, our very special guest uh, for this session, please introduce yourself as you'd like to be introduced. Hello, my name is Mara, but uh, my screen name on Twitter, screen name, good lord, uh, is Orangesicle, so you might have seen me around that way. And if people are looking for you, that's uh, with a zero, not an it O. It is, uh -huh. which makes it really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Zero um, range sickle. Didn't think that one through. <laughs> uh, that's that's how text to speech reads it. It's like zero range sickle, and I love it every single time I hear it say it. <laughs> it is for when you want to harvest your very, very close by wheat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What? That is a really good joke! <laughs> It is one of the most niche sickles you can probably purchase. <laughs> oh, God. Off to a good start already. But, yeah, uh, if you listen to our last bonus feat, you'll be uh, uh, familiar with uh, Costume Fairy Adventures and the Great Pie Adventure. But in case you didn't know, why don't you give us a quick rundown of those two things? Yes. Um, we will be playing Costume Fairy Adventures again with the Great Pie Caper again. Costume Fairy Adventures is a game where we are fairies who go on adventures while wearing costumes. Um, it's really that easy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm in costume right now. And The Great Pie Caper is at a playset about sabotaging a pie festival. So it's, again, exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> really, uh, you couldn't ask for anything else as far as the naming goes. Yeah, uh, yeah it's completely direct. Yeah. So, uh, I guess like before we game. get to it, let's introduce our fairies? Yes, that would be the best place to start, I think. Awesome. Uh, Who would like to start? I think you. Sure, I'll kick it off. Uh, I will be playing Prima Tolar, who's a pixie. Uh, pixies are, are rough-and-tumble uh, uh, fairies who, who, uh, have, who tend to have sort of beetle-like wings and wing covers, and she's no exception to that. Uh, she is currently, uh, uh, incognito wearing her cunning disguise, uh, but usually she, she, when she's not, uh, causing shenanigans, she, she, uh, favors a wrestling singlet because she is the strongest and toughest of the fairies and wants to prove it by lifting heavy things and making other people watch her lift heavy things. So, so, so that's my fairy. An honorable objective. Yes. So what right. costume are you starting in today? Like I mentioned, the Cunning Disguise, which... Oh, uh, did I miss that? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The disguise is so disguised, okay. you didn't even notice. Yeah, it, it's even a vocal it, it's disguise. It's so cunning. Yeah. 
which will make Prima trustworthy-er and vaguely familiar. <laughs> I am playing uh, Ellie, which is a Cheshire kind of fairy. Um, Cheshires are, are very, very agile, but uh, also sleepy cats. And uh, <clears throat> Ellie likes to spend a lot of her uh, free time either stealing or sleeping. She she specializes in uh, just just taking things from people and storing them somewhere. This huge bag. <laughs> That's Ellie. Oh, and also the costume that she is currently in is a teacher's outfit. Uh, grants me disciplinarian plus one edge against people using moxie or shine. That'll Ooh. come in useful, I'm sure. Probably. Okay. Ethel, would you like to go next? I would. Um, I am playing a goblin called Iosa. Uh, goblins aren't as fairy-like as the other types of fairies, but nonetheless, we are fae kind. Uh, I have tiny claws and teeth. Sharp teeth. We all have teeth, but mine are sharp. <laughs> um, now I'm drawn in, not so much just for the chance of mischief, but because I'm expecting a high concentration of meat to be at the pie festival and I have my own secret meat plans that I wish to carry out and I may or may not get the others to help me <laughs> meat I can't wait to meet everyone else I'm sorry God. As well. <laughs> so what are you wearing to start off your costume adventure I am as you would expect uh, dressed in a horse riding outfit and um Part of my outfit is that I've got a tiny toothpick with, like, the little plush head of a horse on. Not in a sinister way, but like the toys you ride around on as kids. But mine's on a <laughs> toothpick. It's really cute. That's pretty um, cute. It's not like a tiny Godfather reference. It's it's a cute <laughs> one. <laughs> that would be horrifying. A little too much for this game, I think. <laughs> yes. I'm not wearing the uh, the Godfather costume. Oh, God, All right, Mera. Um, my fairy's name is Citrine, and she is a brownie, which are the kind of fairies that, uh, people are most okay trusting, sort of, sometimes. <laughs> they seem nice. She offers to clean your room, uh, or help you with other chores, but will probably just steal your jewelry. Um, <laughs> and she's starting in the pirate costume. I don't know if I'm going to bother reading all of that, but... <laughs> That's fine. Basically, I'm a dashing rogue. Right. As you'd expect of a pirate costume, really. <laughs> and also, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mara's character in my own um, kind of partners in crime a little bit. Um, they like to like to work together to steal things, but uh, yeah. Just leave it at that for now. Yeah. Are, are you stealing anything heavy, like a silver dollar, <laughs> or... <laughs> I might need lots of meat moving. Oh, all right. Gals well, of meat. <laughs> Ethel, I think you'll be appreciative of one of the rewards for today's adventure. The reason that you're in town in the Pie Festival is because a couple of townsfolk have left offerings for the fairies in the woods, <laughs> along with a note of what they would like you to do for them. 
The first offering is the Butcher's Prayer. There is a note and a slice of bacon uh, hung halfway up a tree. And the note reads, Dear fairies, that bastard Bill Harvey has almost won my beloved May over, and I cannot have that. Stop him from winning tomorrow's pie-eating contest, and you'll have sausages for a year. Where is he from? Uh, wherever. He's from the town. <laughs> Everyone have named will it? have Would that. Would we like to name it? The other group did not name it. It's the same accent that every character in this game will have. Uh, it's the rules. No, that's not how it works. It's just him. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like in uh, <clears throat> Charlie Brown, where the the kids all hear the adults just going wah 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 wah. Fairies, fairies just hear humans in this really like pretentiousy kind of accent. It's like <laughs> southern-ish drawl, kind of southern Connecticut, England. Yes, that's where yeah. it's from. <laughs> <laughs> southern Connecticut, England. Um, there was another note left on a brass candlestick mounted on a road sign. Dear fair folk, I have almost won the hearts of my beloved May, but that awful John Thompson is always getting in my way. Make sure he doesn't win tomorrow's pieing contest, and your lairs will be lit will not be dark for a year. So he would like you to make sure that John Thompson does not win the pieing contest by any mean- means necessary. Oh, I mean, we take both of their offers and make sure nobody wins. Sounds clear to me. Yeah, you just gotta sabotage both of them from each other. I'm gonna win. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that hungry. (laughs) Could always try to be. Can you imagine a fairy trying to enter this contest? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. There's like, there's (laughs) like literally, there's literally a costume that's like a chef outfit and it like lets you make food pretty much whenever you want. Do you know what would put me off eating pies? Hmm. If I went to sink my teeth into a pie and a tiny scary f- fairy burst out of it screaming. <laughs> oh my god. Dressed like a zombie. <laughs> oh, we oh, have so many like options. Sounds like set up sometime. As a shenanigan. And lastly, you have been requested by the tailor. There is a note in the hands of an exquisitely dressed doll seated serenely in the middle of a fairy stone circle. Oh, noble fair ones, I want to tell my beloved May how I feel, but I can never get a moment alone with her. Can you arrange for us to have some time to speak tomorrow, without those oafs, Bill and John, or all the stress of the pie competition? If you can, you'll have new dresses every day for a year. Yours, Tanya Barrington. I could use some new dresses. I keep tearing them whenever I flex. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So those are all the notes that you found yesterday, and now you find yourselves just outside of the village. There are maybe 40 buildings total in the village, mm-hmm. um, a couple right around the town square, which seems to be where the pieing contest itself is going to be. Uh, the village normally has maybe 100, 120 people tops, but you're looking in there, and there's it's packed to the gills with tourists and out-of-towners here for the pie festival. It's a national deal. And this one small town is hold- hosting all of it. Right, right, like Pierogi Fest. Sure. Yeah. Exactly the same, except pies. It looks like there is currently an a, uh, argument going out in the middle of town between two buff sort of men in the middle of the town square. 
But otherwise, people are just going about their business, eating pies, looking around, seeing the sights. And it is just loaded with people, and there are mountains of pies near an area that is clearly going to be the location of the pie-eating contest. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to go and listen to to these arguing men. Because there's nothing I enjoy more than the problems of angry men. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't get enough of men shouting at each other. Uh, Well, if you look in... Sorry. Sorry. If you wanted to go ahead and do something, we can do that quick. What do you want to do? Nope, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, the two arguing are actually these two down here, Smithy Smith the sixth and Smithy Smith the seventh. It seems that Smithy Smith the sixth is the reigning piting champion, but he's getting too old and doesn't think he can win this year, and he really wants his son to enter that piting contest. And his son wants nothing to do with it. Smithy Smith the seventh is storming around and basically throwing an adult tantrum, saying, No, I do not want to do this, Father. I do not want anything to do with this. And if this is about last week's thing, trust me, I did my best. It's all I got. I'm not going to do this contest. Hmm? (laughs) Uh, I'm totally on on, uh, the seventh side. Because that is how an adult uh, uh, makes his decisions and makes his opinions known. This guy knows what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, uh, have they, like, split up or anything? Um... They're probably about to storm off. It looks like the 7th is about to storm off. Okay. If you you want to wait for that to do a thing, then go ahead, yeah. I'm Prima is going to flutter around and and just try to be in his path once he storms off because I don't want to deal with this grumpy old man. Okay. (laughs) Grumpy old man will be off in the smithy being angry at his stupid son. (laughs) Smithing some pies. Now that's what Honeydew's up to. Clearly. So what do you want to do with uh, Smithy Smith the seventh year? Because uh, <laughs> he's just going to ignore you if you're just standing in his way. Because you're very small. Is gonna just fly up right in his face and say, "Hey, seems like you got some problems." Oh, I have so many problems. You have no idea. I don't because I have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. Let me show you what I can do. And Prima just like lifts a knife off the table and sort of balances it like a caper toss sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Yes! Oh, what can that looks you... dangerous. You should put that down. What can you do, huh? <laughs> what are you good at? Oh I'm not saying know. anything. <laughs> Smithy Smith the Seventh is, is <laughs> dumbstruck and does not know what he's good at. He's not good uh, at not anything. really, actually. It sounds like he's trying to figure out what to do with his life because he really doesn't want to inherit the smithy, which he starts complaining to you about. He's like, oh, I guess I'm good at smithing, but I hate doing all that hot work. And my girlfriend runs the inn, so I was thinking of maybe taking that up from her. I'm, I'm an okay bartender, I guess. Hey, let's, uh... <laughs> oh... Speaking of which, his girlfriend comes over. He's like, hey, hey, stop messing around over here. We got work to do. 
he grabs Smithy Smith the Seventh and starts bringing him over to the towards the inn. I want to run up onto the table and uh, yell at them to wait. <laughs> they wait, curious about what you're up to. Ignore my muscular, strange friend. Do you know what this means? And I break out. What's to me is a mystical old secret, kind of Masonic gesture, but I am actually just doing the Saturday Night Fever dance, seeing if they know what it means, because I think it may be in some way related to the ancient golem texts I found. But I'm just doing boogie nights on the table. Humans are not known for their magical natures, and these two have no idea what that could possibly be. Although oh. Rose says it does look nice. <laughs> I sigh and go back to looking at the uh, roll of bacon I took off the sign. <laughs> well, if you get nothing else, Rose <laughs> says that she has a city to try to usurp and is going to go back to the inn. No, that's fine. If seeing a dancing fairy is that normal for them, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fairies aren't too unusual. I mean, the, uh, the pie festival attracts all sorts. Oh, we can have fairy competition. <sighs> Potentially. So, Ellie, what are you doing while these two are trying to show off to this pair of humans? <clears throat> uh, currently taking a nap, but the kind of nap where uh, her her ears are perked up and she's listening in for opportunities. Okay. And Ayoza, what are you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to locate good meat sources, and uh, in my golem meat text, I also found reference to an old ancient town, Meatopia, which I believe this town is actually built on, which is the main reason I'm here. And the uh, <laughs> the meat pie eating contest leads me to believe that I am correct, and it's not just coincidence. So I'm pretty much looking for anyone who knows any kind of meat magic, anything about golems anyone with a good supply of meat, and anyone who knows what these uh, mystical gestures and dance moves actually mean. Well, but, if you're going uh, to look around town, there are actually other area parts of this town that are outside of the town square that I can plop down at any time, and one of them is actually pretty close to what you're looking for. So let me just look through my tokens quick. And... I am also uh, trying to look incredibly mysterious under my cloak. Yes. Weirdly. Over behind the smithy place, you do find an ancient dungeon entrance. Score! <laughs> yes! Because every town is actually built on top of ancient ruins. It's just the law of fantasy games. Oh, I'm, I'm heading into that. <laughs> Quick, Prima, there'll be things to lift. Yeah, there all right, you aren't, two head to the dungeon. Aren't these places generally filled with treasure, like bones and, I don't know, slime? Like and slime. Heavy doors that yes. they don't think strong enough to open. <laughs> Actually, you go into the first room down after going down a creepy set of stairs, and it looks like there is, in fact, a heavy door that is locked. Uh, and with a note from the local Dungeoneering Club saying that they have recently cleaned out the dungeon... And it is safe, but if you would like to enter the dungeon, you need permission from the Dungeoneering Club. Uh. Hmm. Oh, these both of these uh, uh, bits of mischief on the the card are very cute. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, we can combine the first one with my desire to pop out of a pie dressed as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we could. There is actually one place in town that does have loads of meat right now, which is the bakery, because that's where they're making all the pies. Uh... So is this a pie eating competition or a pie baking competition? Eating competition. Strictly an eating competition, okay. Yes. Because it but seems, so I was getting the impression, I was getting the impression the most that it was like both were happening concurrently because you've got like one group of people competing by making pies and then other people competing by eating them. That is a great idea, but nope, May is making all the pies by herself oh, and she is heart. very upset. Oh, that, that is rather Ang- unfortunate. Angrily baking pies. Angrily baking pies by the dozen. She so has assistance, but it's mostly all her. So we want to cause mischief. Absolutely. And we've uh, I've got the promise of more meat if I cause specific types of mischief. Yes. yes. So what would you like to do? Which sort of thing would you like to start working towards? Prima, do you want to go into a dungeon and lift things? I do. I do. What is the biggest thing? I don't know. We have to get in there first. I mean, there, there was that, like, half a candle that we found. That was pretty big. I totally lifted that. Do you remember the yeah. time we tried to lift a keg? Yes. There's, there's some pretty pretty big rocks on the floor of this dungeon that you could lift. I want to lift a rock. I want to lift a rock. You lift Just, the biggest rock. It, it is easy. I want to throw the rock. It, <laughs> it cracks in half. Yeah! I would be proud to make a meat golem half as strong as you, Prima. Well, that's about as strong as you can make one of those, obviously. (laughs) That's like the maximum. Prima's officially twice as strong as meat. (laughs) It's because she's made of meat and bones. I haven't reached the point in the design where I've added like a hard structure for the meat to uh, attach to. Uh, They're just kind of gloopy. Prima needs to build something in order to uh, uh, really test her strength right now. Uh, she's going to use, uh, I want to say focus, and I'm afraid you'll say craft. Focus is fine. <laughs> focus is fine. To, to uh, put together a bunch of uh, uh, rocks, and, and there's, of course... You know, Dungeon the, slime. The Dungeoneering Club didn't really... They, they cleared out the place, but they didn't clean up after themselves, so there's, like, some ropes littered around. Sure, sure. A- and it seems to have the face of a... Uh, she, she built it sort of like, okay, here's what a meat golem's gonna look like, but it's all made of, like, rocks and dungeon slime and, and, and broken spears and such, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. Alright, give me a focus roll. Alright, I'm going to also use... I don't think any of my quirks apply, so this is going to be a tough roll. Well, you could always use the lingering wicked aura of the dungeon entrance to aid your ability to... Yes, lingering wicked aura. Yes, so this is going to be 2d6. Yes. I'm nodding in approval. And I'm hoping... Got a three on one of them, that works. This Your focus is a three? Yes. Alright, and that six gives you a point of magic and gives me a point of trouble. Magic is up to four. Okay, now that I have it, I've got to just toss it as far as I can. <laughs> when I try to throw it all the way into town I wanna, square? 
I'm going to to do a, a, just a clean squat lift, and hey, if it gets thrown into town square, that's them's the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this definitely counts as a daredevil maneuver, however. I, I would think so. So this will also be 2d6. And hey, I succeed. Hey, you did it with another point of magic for you. You are getting loads out of that wicked aura. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I once actually managed to uh, animate a tiny golem, but in her excitement, Prima actually just ran in straight away, grabbed it, and threw it. And that was my only successful attempt so far. <laughs> <laughs> so so now there is a... Uh, di- how lifted did that thing get? <laughs> I'm going to say it was lifted with spectacular success, and you threw it straight into the village square. So would you say that there is a convincing monster that has emerged to terrorize the village? Yes, All I right. would. And I'm going to... Wait, the polygon tool is being a jerk. Why isn't it working? I'm trying to... Oh, well, line works. I'm line just works. really upset that you would say such a thing about one of our guests on the show, Phil Kolar. I mean, how... <laughs> All right, so if a convincing monster has emerged <laughs> to terrorize the village. The it uh... goes flying through town square. And a few people panic, and Jack Pratt takes notice as it crashes against the floor and basically just explodes from the force of your throw. The It lands nearby Ellie, who was still sleeping, kind of, and the commotion just kind of wakes her up, and she, in a daze, kind of looks around and kind of, like, piece together what's, what's happening right now, because why is there suddenly this gob of slime, and uh, why is everyone panicking? And then uh, as she looks over towards uh, Prima and, you know, sees her flexing, she pieces pieces it together and realizes, okay, that's, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just how it goes. Yeah, you know. So it's, what's Jack Pratt doing? Prima smooches He is both running over biceps. the dungeon to go check out this fairy nonsense. And he sees that two fairies are responsible for throwing this pile of rocks and slime at a bunch of villagers. And he gets real mad and pulls out his net. <gasps> uh, Yoza, are you going to do anything about that? I uh, break into what I was told, because I have low rubbish shine. I'm not very good at magic, so I am dependent on all of these gimmicks and things I'm trying to learn from books and I break into what I've been told is a control spell but what actually happens is when presented with a net the tiny fairy in front of him starts doing the Macarena (laughs) somatic components are very important yeah Uh, (laughs) I'm hoping well you know so what are you trying to do to stop him from catching you two well I'm trying to cast a control spell but I'm really just being you know funky uh, okay, Prima is going to try to convince him, uh, because she's very, very trustworthy at the moment, that we are actually uh, uh, guardians sent to uh, uh, ensure harmony at the Great Festival and, and protect them from the, the devious uh, denizens of the Deep Dungeon. And that was a monster that, uh, that was definitely was a monster. Yes. Yeah, it was totally a monster. I defeated okay. the monster. You you may thank us as if you please. Uh, what I'm guessing you're going to call for a roll. Which stat would that be? Um, 
either craft or moxie are usually the speak to people stats. Oh, heck yes, it's moxie. <laughs> yeah. Those are my high and low You're not being tricksy, stat. you're being pretty direct. Okay, uh, I'm, going to tag, I'm going to tag my personal quirk and my costume quirk, which are both trustworthy. So this is 3d6. Double trustworthy. I'm going to tag Jack Pratt's quirk, Loathes Fairies, so I actually take away a dice from you. Could it be the one? You just rolled, so it'll be the last one. Okay, perfect. So, so you keep the five and the four. I keep the four, which keeps the success. Yes. So, uh... He buys it, but he isn't uh, he isn't too happy about this because he still hates fairies quite a bit. And he says that he will be keeping his eye on you. You'd best hold up your best behavior. Oh, okay. It's a good thing you have two eyes because I got two guns. And, and then it's time to just fly out of here. Uh, in the meantime, Ellie is sneaking up behind Jack Pratt. Uh, to tie his shoelaces together. <laughs> I continue doing the Macarena to keep his gaze on me. I'm going to say that he is thoroughly distracted, and you just get one moat for that. His shoelaces are tied together. Oh, okay, sure. That's mean. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye, and then I scoot out as well, but I don't have And as he goes back to town square, he trips. <laughs> oh, fairies. <laughs> this this has delighted Ellie, and now that she's fully awake and has already caused uh, some ounce of mischief for the day, she feels pretty hungry, or maybe she's thirsty. She's not really sure, but, you know, where's the best place to go but the Rose Gables Inn? Yeah, it's just right over there. Prima will definitely follow her friend Ellie. Citrine wants a chance at bartending, so... So, Citrine, you have been on break for a little bit. Did you? Would you like to scrounge a costume or change into a different one? Uh, not as far as I know. Also, so, brownies have the power of changing on camera anyway, so... Yeah. I don't know. Not really. Okay. So what actually determines being, like, on a pause to, scoun- to scrounge and stuff? Um, when you aren't the focus for up... I think it's, like, four or five minutes of real life time, you, uh, okay. you are counted as on break. I see. So you are also on break if you would like to have scavenged for a costume. Yes. Like Perhaps to scavenge at the Rose Gables. <laughs> yes, that is yes, what I okay. am doing. <laughs> you, you can have that made uniform that you want so badly. It's all yours. Oh, okay, cool. Just because I, I was on break for most of that and then... Yep, that's fine. Cool. Excellent. You could say that you were sleeping like at the inn or whatever with your nap yeah. time. Yeah, it's exactly. all the same. Cool, so, so over I now here, have a maid's uniform added to my costumes. You do. And over here, the Gables Inn is currently packed with out-of-towners all ordering drinks and such. Along with a couple of familiar faces of Rose Carter and Smithy Smith the Seventh, and Rose is consoling her boyfriend at the uh at the countertop. Ordering some drinks, even though it's not even noon yet. She technically owns the place, so that's fine, I guess. She should probably be working today, but she's not. That's lame. It's They could clearly use a hand, is, is all I'm saying. Yeah, they clearly could. It is definitely packed. Um, But she's not working today. It's the pie festival. 
Over in the corner, you'll also notice someone particularly standing out. There seems to be a prince from a foreign nation who is here with a royal contingent of bodyguards. Tell me more about this prince. Uh, she seems to be telling stories about her heroic exploits on her way over here and how she seeks official training from the prince of this own Nate country. And she stopped here along the way because it seems like a good place to catch a break. Um, her story is drawing in loads and loads of admirers who are all gathered around and basically making the inn even more crowded than it already is. Okay, I'm going to uh, walk over to, to Smithy7 and be like, hey, I think I recognize oh, it's you again. I think I recognize you. Oh, Oh, we've never met before. <laughs> but I, I must be thinking of something. I get that a lot. Else. I am vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course we've met. I'm your high school guidance counselor. <laughs> I love the cunning disguise. <laughs> oh my god. Don't you? <laughs> we used to have all those chats about your future and how you weren't sure what to do with yourself. Oh, I don't, I'm still not sure what to do with myself. And Rose is just patting him on the back. Of course you do. You want to take over this inn so I can take over the city. It's pretty simple, Smithy. Is it? Is it your father, Smithy? Of course it's my father. He always wants me to take over the Smithy. But I don't really want to take over the Smithy. My name is the worst. <laughs> but you... You're so much like him. You even look like him. Prima says, point, uh, pointing at his awful his chin. I feel like you're making this worse and he could use a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me. Oh, goodness. Now I have to come up with one. Uh, For the guests at home, this location has the Merry Mixologist uh, shenanigan, which does not require a roll. Um, it only requires, if you can come up with a clever drink, you get one moat for making it. <laughs> come up with a drink, and I will uh, slap this piece of bacon I've been carrying around in it. Sorted. That's really popular that right now, That probably actually. counts right there. Just throw that, some bacon into a beer. This bacon has no <laughs> magical properties, but I don't want to waste meat. You have to respect meat. Is he gives Smithy some magic bacon beer that isn't magic at all. No. <laughs> Put it in like a mimosa. <laughs> Make it this really awful breakfast. <laughs> oh no. I've been carrying that meat for a while. Just dragging it behind Since me. Since yesterday oh, at least. Ew. I've used it as a mat a few times to sit on. I mean, you know. The, the alcohol will sanitize it right <laughs> sure, sure. It's just like I used it as a tiny meat blanket. You're gonna carry that meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smithy takes the drink and just downs it in one go. Oh, buddy! Oh, <laughs> He's like, oh, I love bacon. <laughs> he doesn't even look at it. He just downs it. <clears throat> okay. I'd be surprised if that still tastes like bacon. I should be able to convince him that I am indeed his high school guidance counselor now, or at least I should be able to make the attempt. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, give us a give us a roll. 
Okay, uh, I'm tagging vaguely familiar and trustworthy for 3d6. And you said okay. this was Moxie last time, so I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Roll the one. <laughs> that works. That works. That does do the trick. Does do the trick. In fact, I think what you need to, to really be happy is a clean break. Uh, uh, not just from the, this career, but also the family look. You know, one thing at a time. Uh, do, do you mind? Mind what? Uh, all right, it's time to just yank that awful goatee off. <laughs> not even going to shave him, oh, just going to pull just it out. Just yank it. Oh, gosh. Well, if anyone could do it, it's the muscle fairy. <laughs> I'm watching in case he pull, uh, she pulls any bits of meat off of his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> can can we say that Rose hates the goatee, and so I can uh, uh, use Rose's boyfriend to help with this? That sounds justifiable. Okay. So, uh, I think that brings me up to the same 3d6, but from different quirks. Yes. <clears throat> hey! So, you did it! I, I, was, I was wondering, like, uh, if, if someone helps something, or like the, the moats, like, split, or do they both get the moats, or what? Um, the moats are as a group. Oh, okay. So you have 12 moats total among your whole group, even though Prima has earned 10 of them. <laughs> oh. Which okay, she just was... got five more by tearing off Smithy Smith the se- yeah. Sixth's ridiculous beard. I uh, I hold out a bag and I get uh, Prima to put the beard in the bag for me. It's my meat sack. and uh, Well, my bits and bobs meat sack. That's why I put them in. Technically not meat, but who am I to argue? Here you go. Well, it is my meat sack for, like, golem supplies. I don't know. I <laughs> it might definitely use it, like, counts as supplies. It may not count as I meat. If I want my golem to have hair, go. then we're going to repurpose a goatee. So, oh, God. <laughs> so Smithy is now holding onto his chin and, like, ow, 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 and he falls off his chair. Ow, I ow. pick up the, uh, the bit of bacon that's still left in the cup but was soaked in uh, alcohol. Mm. Uh-huh. And I jump down and I just plaster over his chin. <laughs> As like a oh. well, yeah, because you got to put like like if you get punched in the eye and you hold like a raw steak against it, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, and this has sterilizing <laughs> alcohol in it. This is just a exactly. day old alcohol infused slice of bacon. Uh, it's basically the same thing. So yeah, there's also probably a, there's probably also a little bit of a mess uh, with like hairs like on the <laughs> floor and stuff. And so uh, <laughs> since since I've been kind of kind of off off. On break or whatever for a little bit. I uh, I changed into the maid outfit and would like to clean it up immediately. Okay. So, that takes you no up. effort. It is all clean. A breeze. It is a total breeze. Can I ask Rose Carter about her desire to overtake the town? Uh, yeah, sure. She is happy to talk about how the mayor is doing nothing these days and he's barely holding the place together and she'll do such a better job once she kicks him out of office. She's okay, going to be okay. running next year, you know. I don't, I don't care about the welfare and stuff. Will you therefore be the controller of the oh, intake yeah. and outtake of meat supplies? <laughs> all things. I'll be the controller of all things. And puppies? My mom's the local shepherd, though. She's got all the all the meat, probably. But I'm saying, could we strike up a bargain? If I could help you in your desires, 
to be overseer of the town. Could we strike up a secret meat deal? I think we can do that. Cool. She, she's listening. Cool. She has access to all of the sheep because her mom is the city's shepherd. What does sheep have to do with meat? I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> she says she'll explain out... when you're older. No, meat comes out of pies and stuff. They don't come up. What? Do sheeps make pies? Sheeps can be part of pies. <laughs> the process? <laughs> yes. I just assume this is a weird human thing and shake my head and go back to looking uh, mysterious and smoldering. Sounds good. The tiny. So, uh, <clears throat> Ellie, Ellie uh, slides up beside uh, Citrine and kind of, kind of points out the prince, and is like, uh, you know, she's probably, she's probably got some, some nice stuff to steal. Yeah, probably. She's probably the richest person in this room, without a doubt. So it's not even a probably. She's it's not even a probably. I'm Jeez. fairly certain she's the richest person in this room, without a doubt. That's just an inkling <laughs> that I have. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What do you say we uh, do one of our classic heists? <laughs> just like old times. Oh, I do like uh, do like a chance at jewelry. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. What would she need? What can we offer her? What pretend to offer her? <clears throat> I, I don't know. That's that's your job. What? <laughs> you're, well, you're the distraction, boss. I'm just here to to take the stuff. Uh, I have overheard her talking about how much she wants to meet the local prince. Well, the prince isn't even the the, the prince she wants to meet isn't even in this city. But he's over at the capital. He's not at the pie festival. We could, uh, they could pretend to have Prince Links. We do have someone with a cunning disguise available. Uh, look, I, I know that you're so, uh, <clears throat> you're so preoccupied with meat all the time, but I don't want to think about Prince Links. It's not a. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Wait, god. Does, does this mean that Jack Links are made of people named Jack? Yeah, exactly. Oh, she no. just holds her head in her hands. Why do you guys keep like saying like meat's made of things? I meat's just meat. Yeah, like meat grows on trees or something. Ellie rolls her eyes. Oh my god, I run outside and start checking the trees out. <laughs> That's where I found the bacon. <laughs> it is where you tree. found the bacon. Oh I know it wasn't a one off. <laughs> Well, we can at least take her a drink. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good opener. You do, you do that. You bring her, bring her a drink. Bring her several drinks. See if she's really thirsty. Oh, you need several drinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can carry them. Prima <laughs> has changed into her cardboard robot costume. Uh. So I'm going to spend magic on this roll so I can make rounds for the house. Uh, okay. Uh, when you spend magic on a roll, you may add two dice rather than one if you describe how the strange devices built into your body help out. You have to describe a new device each time. So uh, obviously this, this cardboard robot 
one of its attachments is a, uh, a margarita mixer, except it's pretty much just uh, a bucket with some gears and a handle and someone wrote margarita mixer in a black marker, but it still works. It's a bucket with gears and a crank. I mean, it mixes, right? And yeah. if it mixes a margarita, it's a margarita mixer. So <laughs> that's three dice uh, because I'm spending magic to get two dice with my useful device. And do I have anything here I can tag? Uh, the gentrification process means this place is full of really fancy drink ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a total of 4d6. What, what stat am I rolling against? Statistically, um, I'm unlikely to fail. Probably grace. Probably grace. Okay. I'm looking for grace a two. Seems like the I got one a two. Mixing drinks. I got a two and a one. That's a success. That is a success. Okay. Um, so I assume this is for the serve, serve the guests. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm serving guests, guests that include the prince and the prince's, uh, 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 fans that have gathered around her. Okay. And that is going to be two moats then. Cause you aren't being particularly horrifying about it. I guess. I mean, I, I did just produce <laughs> all of these out of my cardboard body. Now I feel eh. I feel like I donked it, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that is that is another thing accomplished. And you have now sharing drinks with all of them. Hooray. So while you're doing that, Citrine, Ellie, what are you two up to with the next step of the plan? Uh let's see. So uh so I was thinking, you know, now that she's got a drink or something i could i could you know maybe uh maybe uh clean up uh her table or something you know just clean just clean it all up and uh while i'm doing that see if she's got anything i can steal <laughs> okay i want to just i want to just find something valuable uh to her and and, and take it it's well, she has a very fancy sword in her hip that looks like she cares a lot about it. Hmm. I could not lift the sword, personally. Beep, um, fairies are stronger than they look. You could probably carry it out by dragging it. Prima could lift it, but you could drag it away. I... I've lost track of all my quirks. There was one of them that I think I forgot to write down. I was reading something... Or maybe it was one that I ended up not actually taking, which is why I'm confused. I think you and I had double dabbler and melodramatic. Yeah, that's what I that's what I have. Okay, there was one that I was like almost gonna take that was uh, the ability to carry like tons of stuff around easily. I think that was sneaky. Uh, might it have been one of your costumes? Maybe your uh, black sweater. Your, I think is black that's sweater. The one it yeah. Was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to spend one magic to quickly change into the black sweater? Uh, I don't think I have any magic currently. You start you with have, three. You start with three. Okay. Uh, well, first first off, I I mean I I'd like to go and like clean up the clean up the table and stuff. So I'm still still gonna say my maid made out okay. or now at least. Uh, does the prince seem to be like uh? You know, and, and enjoying uh, her time here. 
Um, she seems to be having fun for the moment, but she does look like she is a bit under pressure from all of the people who are constantly around her. Everyone just, uh, like all her bodyguards and stuff? Uh, mostly the admirers of the problem. Ah, I see. Yeah, and I, I'm familiar with that problem, you know, constantly surrounded by, surrounded by admirers. In fact, Ellie's, uh, while she's, while she's cleaning up here, she's gonna just ask the prince directly, you know, how, how are you doing tonight, or this afternoon? And just, you know, she's saying that as she's, like, idly cleaning everything up. Oh, it has been pleasant. It seems as though my, my quest here has been for naught. And I expected adventure, but instead there is just pies. And people seeking pies. And it is not as I wanted. What kind of adventure are you looking for? Well, you know, slaying dragons and fighting evil and all of that, but... I seem to have wandered into the wrong kind of tale for such an adventure. (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know of any dragons anywhere. At all. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I, that sword looks really nice. Uh, have you ever, have you killed anything like a, like a dragon? You fought a dragon with it before? Uh, not a dragon, but I have slain a manticore with this very blade. Oh, wow, that, that, it's really exciting. It was an exciting adventure. Would you like to hear the tale? I would love to hear the tale. And she goes on a long, meandering tale about her fight with the manticore. Ellie, in the meantime, is motioning to Prima at the sword, and also uh, to Citrine to make more drinks. (laughs) Uh. Max out our mixologist here, let's go. Come up with more- what else you got on the table here for, uh, delicious, really weird drinks? Ah, uh, well, uh, a little bit of fairy elbow grease. She she just dunks her prima, actually does elbow drop uh, a couple bottles. Uh, is that an ingredient? Ah! <laughs> I'm going to count that as a moat. Who's to say? <laughs> what do you got, Citrine? What's your favorite kind of drink? <laughs> The fanciest one I know of is a bunch of tropical juices and grenadine and rum, and it's... I just call it a sunrise or something. I think there's a different drink called that, but... It's really pretty. Could give her that. You should should focus on just making really pretty looking drinks. (laughs) I can do that. Just mixing a bunch of stuff that like is all colorful and looks really nice, and probably you know you just assume it probably tastes really nice too. It's probably it looks nice. Fun. If it looks nice, it probably tastes nice. All right, so I'm going to give you a moat for mixing together the prettiest drink you can find out of the ingredients here. I'm sure that bacon's still good for one or two more uses. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's not like tea. It's like yeah. No, like it, a, like it, a, it's like a bay leaf. You put it in, it flavorizes, and then you take it out. And then you use it as a salve for someone's bleeding chin, and then you put it in a new drink. Oh my god. Horrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awful. 
Well, uh, at this point, Miss Carter is going to... Uh, the, the Carter Sr., Allison Carter, is going to go leave to back to the village square to go start setting up for the pie-eating contest. Steal the right. sword. It's very heavy. I need some help here. What? Someone said heavy and help in the same sentence. Yeah, uh, I'm, talking, I'm literally talking to you, Prima. I've been motioning to you for the past several minutes. Excuse me, I was very busy. We rehearsed the science. Wait, no, I never told you about the science. Okay, so this one is... <laughs> uh, she kind of starts, like, waving her hands, like... in, in you know, like a... like. It looks very controlled and, and complicated. Mm-hmm. She's she's really devising like this like long like fifteen second like sequence of motions where like a single mo- like hand wave would do. Okay. And she's like, okay, so this one means to uh, steal the sword and pick it up and carry it out that way, and then we're gonna sneak it around and then out the front door when no one's looking. Okay. And then this sign uh, means to to hide. Okay. Uh... And what does this one mean? What do you... You're not doing anything. No. (laughs) Exactly. Prima's just flexing. (laughs) Oh my god. I believe that means you're very strong? Or taking a break? I don't don't know. What what do you... (laughs) Uh, Okay, Prima is going to just sort of flutter up to the prince and say... Uh, I was paying attention to my friend's signals over there, and I think she needs me to bunt or sacrifice fly. Anyhow, and she just, like, grabs the, the hilt of the sword. Oh my god. <laughs> what, right in front of the prince, like, draws her attention and then steals the sword? <laughs> Alright, um, the prince is going to attempt to prevent you from stealing the sword. She kinda likes it. Mm-hmm, hmm You'll be rolling grace, and I will be tagging... Um, that she is painfully earnest, so she's rolling 2d6. And uh, what are you rolling to oppose her? Uh, well, your your heft and might is moxie, right? I'm, I'm yeah. just going to try to yank it away using moxie. And can, I, can I also, like, spill, like, quickly spill a drink on her to try to, like, throw her off? Yeah, I think that'll give you a bonus dice to Prima. Yeah, okay. And, oh gosh, I'm wearing cardboard right now. I'm being very <laughs> precise. Okay, precise works. So, oh, and being right up in her face, that's Daredevil. So this is 46. Okay. I rolled a three. You have to beat a three. I also got a three. But you got a four as well with Moxie, so you beat her. Yeah, yeah. You get a point of magic for your trouble as you start running away with their sword. My sword now. Okay, so how a contest works is um, when you're opposed with someone, the loser takes stress damage equal to the role of the opponent. So you just did four, you caused four stress to the prince. What? Because uh, I, 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 rolling's been going on for a little while now, and I feel like I've like misunderstood like a part of it. Like yep. how exactly are roles compared? Is it like... I noticed you saying, like, roll to three, but also four, but, like, that was four dice, and there was also a six, um, so... You have to roll the highest number possible. Um, if you roll underneath your stat, you succeed. So his moxie is four, so a four or less is a success. So you're trying to go under dice. You're trying to go under your stat, yes, but you want the highest possible result. So when you're opposing someone okay. else's roll, um, they're doing the same thing. They're rolling as many dice as possible, trying to roll under. 
anything that you roll over your dice counts for nothing. Like, if he had rolled a 5, that would count as nothing. That doesn't matter. So okay. that is a 4. It's sort of like Price is Right. You want the highest result that is still underneath your value. Yes. Underneath okay. or equal to. So the All highest right. possible result Prima could have gotten is a 4. Also, one of the shenanigans we can get up to is spaying and neutering your pets. So it's exactly like the price of oh. <laughs> So we have caused four stress to the prince. Um, I should go over stress now. Uh, dealing stress damage to NPCs. If you break their limit, the prince has a limit of eight, you can do one of two things to them. You can remove them from the story. They're no longer relevant. They leave the scene and they will never come back. Aww. Or you can okay. have them give in and they will go along with all your fairy shenanigans and basically be a helper yeah. for the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. Let's stress her out enough to make her... Because she wants adventure. Why would yeah, you no. ever take the first option? Um, Ooh, because sometimes that. you just want somebody gone. Yeah, like, if I, it's I someone would you happily, don't like... I would have to do the two, guys, <laughs> the two guys competing for the tailor. Or, the, sorry, the, the baker. Uh, yeah, you can kick them out of the story. And yeah, Bill and, is it Bill and John. Their quest? Let's get them really drunk. Yeah, let's invite them to the bar and just get them That's fucking the whole plastered. reason I'm in this bar. <laughs> Get these idiots plastered. That's my end game. Okay, so Prima, you are currently running away with a sword, and the prince is chasing you. Of course, of course. Naturally. Uh, Ellie, are you going to intervene in some way? Or Citrine? <clears throat> well, first of all, how inebriated is she? Because they've been funneling some drinks towards her for a little while. Um, now. she is... She holds her liquor pretty well, but she has at least drinks in, so she's a little tipsy. Okay. Citrine, what do you... What do you... Do one of your do one of your things where you you know you you make everything better, well, where you fix the situation when it goes away. You just stole a sword in front of her. Do something. I. <laughs> oh, this costume is no good for this. Boss, you can no. spend one magic at any time to quick change to any costume you have. I think I can do uh, that for free. Brownies can. I'm a brownie. Oh yeah, brownies can do it for um, free too. We don't. Do we want to remove stress from her or not? Now that we know we you can make, make her, her more stressed, right? If yeah, you so break her stress limit, she will not. basically be an assistant, yes. Yeah. We want oh, to give her of... more stress, not less. That's kind of messed up. You stress <laughs> someone out so much, you just, like, break their will. They just go along with whatever you want to do. Yeah, they give up trying to resist your very shenanigans. <clears throat> uh, I would like to... I could switch to the ball gown. Okay. I then I can just put on my nicest face possible, but I have no idea what I'm going to say because you just stole her sword in front of her. Well, she physically cannot fight you while you're wearing the ball gown. Oh, true. Yeah. The ball gown makes all fights into not fights. Also, she physically can't fight us without a sword, so, you know. <laughs> well, she's still bigger than I think you. She could still probably <laughs> smash me. Nuh-uh. She's honorable. <laughs> We're not. Refined manners and musical talent. Well, I am not singing, so... Um... I would, in the meantime, like to switch to the dancer's shawl. Okay. Uh, so, so I'm going to spend a magic to do that. Leaving Sounds me with good. Yes, two magic. Um, I guess my best shot at calming the prince down is... Uh, or stressing her out. Pretending I'm not associated with either of you. Okay. And trying to comfort her. <laughs> Possibly with more drinks. Oh, there, there. You're gonna it's offer okay. her a drink, sit on her shoulder, be like, "Oh, it's just a sword. You'll be fine." That kind of thing. Yeah. 
Okay. Butter, butter her up in the way that's like, it's like, yeah, you'll be fine. In fact, do you really even need a life of adventure? <laughs> like a way that kind of like stresses her out more, you know, but... Oh no! <laughs> well, she is graceful and refined in all things, so she's going to roll grace to keep her cool. Okay, but I, uh, I would like, I've switched to my dancer's shawl. And, uh, I'm assisting... I'm assisting the role in this contest to to uh, make her continue to be stressed out. But like, how do I describe this exactly? We're trying to we're trying to divert her attention, sort of, not necessarily. Basically, trying to make her write off the sword as a loss. Like, there's yeah. nothing she can do about it. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so I would, I would like to reduce. Uh, I would like to reduce her dice. Yes. By one. With your entrancing uh, elegance ability. Yes, and so uh, <clears throat> Ellie uh, tries to distract her by uh, doing this very cute dance. Uh, it involves kind of like um, it, it looks. It's a very playful dance, if you will. In fact, one might say it looks kind of like uh, if a cat was just kind of like idly playing, like tossing, you know, like a like a ball around and stuff. It's you know, it's a culturally significant uh, thing thing to her in other Cheshire to like toss like this ball of yarn. <laughs> and stuff around. It's a uh, it's a you know classic. Uh, it's dance. super cute mm-hmm. and very distracting. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm doing. Do I need to roll against her? Or am I just ta- I'm just subtracting a dice from Citrine needs to roll against her. Right, right, right. Okay. The prince was going to have two d six. Now she's just got one d six. Oh lord. Okay. I don't even know how to roll. Um... All right. First of all, well, you I, tell me I, what I... stat you're using. Probably Grace, since you're trying to be calm and controlled and helpful. Yeah. Uh, Grace is a four. Yep. And then you roll 1d6, plus 1d6 more for every quirk that you you tag to help you. You can tag from your costume, like refined manners would probably be helpful from your ball gown. You can tag personal quirks, location quirks, or quirks from the NPCs. Uh, where are the location quirks? I can't they are see. underneath Smithy Smith's. Oh, the gentrification process, or more authentic than the real thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I'll just pull from refined manners on my costume, the ball gown costume, and then... Well, you can pull from one of each of those sources. Yeah. Yep. No, I... I. You could, you could try to offer her a, uh, a duplicate, like a, like a bad sword, like a toothpick. And and convince her, you know, more authentic than the real thing. <laughs> okay, hang on though, listen. Give it some novelty. Did we still want to go deeper in the dungeon, but we couldn't make it further because the door was locked? Yeah. Whatever. That was a thing. What if I could convince her that there was treasure down there? Yeah, we could possibly adventure. get access to more meat. And also, I feel like I'm kind of going to tag my schemer quirk too, which is just a personal one. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I could just be like, listen, listen, there's totally still adventure. It's just, you know, there's there's merit in starting over. I hear there's a better sword in the dungeon. <laughs> so I think you're up to 46? I think 46. Uh, sure. So roll that, and I'm rolling 1d6, and you'll probably win. Oh, I rolled a 3, that's pretty good. You got a 4, which is very good, because those other 5s don't count for anything. And I'm... So oh, oh, okay. You were very close to losing this roll. 
if any... I need at least one or more to be below Grace, specifically. Okay, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, so you're good. Okay. Grace, that is four, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so a four or less counts as a success when you're rolling Grace. Excellent. So, since you rolled a four, that does break the prince's stress, because her limit is eight. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So she is writing off the sword as something that she has lost, and she is willing to go along with fairy shenanigans in the future. And I'm going to give you five mischief motes for stealing her sword successfully. Yeah, we did it. So you think we can convince her to go to the dungeon? She'll go along with whatever you guys think is best because you have convinced her not to resist fairy shenanigans. Yeah, we've convinced her that we know where you know where adventure is. Yeah. We'll show her some adventure. It's going to be fun. You just <laughs> hang in there. Perhaps right, adventures of the heart. Go check in on Ioza for a moment. You've been on break for a while. What have you been up to? Um, well, whilst, whilst wandering outside to see if there are any local meat trees, I, uh, I saw the field of sheep that were mentioned, and I decided to trot along and uh, investigate their association with meat, see if it's like hidden in their wool or something. So I've basically been hopping sheep to sheep and then rummaging okay. around in their fluff trying to look for meat. And then, uh, and then I figured at one point, as you guys ran past with the prince, I could be seen in the background on a fence post doing the macarena in front of some bemused sheep, seeing if that would have any effect. But having found no meat and not having them respond to my magical dance, I'm now just on the back of one rubbing its head because I think it's fluffy and cute. You could also take one as a mount with your equestrian outfit's ability. Yeah, I could. I've never thought about riding a sheep before. Why not? Okay, you now have a sheep mount. I have mounted a sheep. Crap. Okay. Oh, oh, and what I've done is, you know I started off with the tiny uh, horse head on a stick? Yes. I have, to keep in theme, I've pulled off some bits of wool and stuffed that onto the end of the stick instead, so it looks like I've got a tiny sheep on a stick. Sounds good. I'm and you are riding a sheep wherever you may go now. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I am going to spend five of my trouble now to cause a disaster, because things aren't exciting enough yet. <laughs> I've been trying, God. <laughs> no, 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 this is okay. Because while you were out visiting the sheep, you found the sheepdog. Yay! Did you I say yay? Dogs. Because I think that this is a ca- catastrophe. I, think I don't care. Dogs do dogs have... Even fictional ones. They have incredible meat-finding powers. They That's do. true. Like pigs Where finding the truffles, dog? dogs will find meat. Oh, I'm going to joust the dog with my tiny sheep and my sheep stick. However, what the dog is, is it is an NPC <laughs> that... Um, oh wait, no, 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 there's a much better disaster here that I'm looking at. Because there's a so many sheep disaster. You released oh. the sheep while you were looking at them. <laughs> Oh no, I accidentally macarenaed so hard that I shook the lock free. (laughs) (laughs) So these sheep are now everywhere in town that they could ever possibly be, and they will always interfere with anyone trying to do anything that is not already interfered by someone else. 
And I think the sheep have meat-finding properties, so I'm trying to follow all of them around, see what they're sniffing. So they are now all over the town square. I That, that last bit might lead to uh, Eoza believing that grass is made of meat. I'm not entirely sure. As the sheep's head bows down to chew some, I sweep some up in my hand and I start inspecting it and comparing it to the bits of meat I have in my bag. And I'm like, hmm, yes, hmm, meat. Hmm, mm. plant meat. Maybe this is what I was missing. <laughs> so, uh, who, who are we going to help now? We've been so helpful. I suppose we should try to meet up with uh, the tailor who everyone wants to date. <laughs> and doesn't want other people to date, more like. We can go hit on them ourselves. <laughs> well, everyone wants to date the the baker. Oh, the tailor the is just one of the people who wants right, to. Right, right, right. That's that's the way. That's the way. So, uh, I think Prima Prima has a sword, right? Prima has a sword. Prima has a sword. Prima wants to fly with a sword toward the bakery. And it's time to finally get down to business because I have reasonably high focus and therefore care about such things. You actually can focus on business, <laughs> which is unusual for a fairy. I want to ride my sheep over to the bakery. All right. So Ioza and Prima are both in the bakery. I'm on a sheep. With a sheep. Here you find May is currently working up a storm, running back and forth, baking furiously. And off to the side, Tan Tanya is standing outside the bakery window, wistfully sighing while watching inside. Hmm. Well, wistfully sighing, that, that is something Prima is all about. Really, any shows <laughs> of overt emotion she's attracted to. Okay. Like, like a bug person to the flame. Flames of the heart. <laughs> So, uh, you must really like pie. Th yes! This is the day for you! Pies are pretty great, but especially May, the maker of pies. Oh, okay. What's she taste like? <laughs> Tanya starts blushing. <laughs> I run up and ask if she's tasted her meat. <laughs> Tanya runs out to the village square with her face in her hands. <laughs> oh no! Oh dear. Well, okay. Does that mean the meat is good or bad? Better go inside now. <laughs> we're off to a good start on this family-friendly adventure. I don't said think we're going to complete friendly. this quest We properly. are specifically not the family-friendly group, that is true. <laughs> It is very, very much showing. I just thought May the Maker of Pies was a very oddly named variety of pie. Excuse me. <laughs> and I figure that good magical meat will taste good. See, I, I get it. We get each other. It's a yeah. fairy thing. These people, I swear. Except I make don't actually swear because this is still somewhat family friendly. Yeah, Anyhow, the interior bit. of the bakery. 
Can I smell meat being cooked? There is plenty of meat pies being cooked. There are also fruit pies and several stranger sorts of pies that you don't really recognize offhand. Hmm. Mm. Possibly meat pies. Oh, I want to fly right into the strange pie. I need to know firsthand. That actually okay. temperature. You go for the strangest like pie. Time. Um, you have found a root pie. Root pie? What kind of root? Of, root of pie. Root of pie? It is a square pie. Oh, goodness. This pie has oh. odd humor that I don't understand as a fairy. It is chock full of thinly sliced earthy roots that lay about tangentially to each other, and layered to the space in between are filled with scratchy juices from beets and celery roots. Oh, this probably tastes disgusting, but it is unique. I'm oh. uh, looking at the pie, and I'm thinking it might be like the Lazarus, uh, Lazarus pit that I'll resurrect my meat golem in, because it looks so weird and new. Well, if you eat the root of pie, which I assume... Probably one or both of you is going to do. Prima is eating this pie. How else is she going to know what's in there? You gave the temporary <laughs> quirk mathematical. <laughs> At any time before your next break, you may remove this quirk to set a single roll you've made to 3.14. 3.14 is not below 3. So this no. is really only an automatic success in very certain circumstances. Yes. But I dig it. I see um, I see out through the door the man who uh, doesn't like pies walking past. And then I whisper to Prima that she should see how far and how accurately she can fire a pie. Oh! From within the bakery. From within the bakery. Well, I do have practice. And I brought my scrounging inside the cardboard robot suit. I brought my whiz-bang majig. It clearly does exactly what we need it to. <laughs> you know, I'm just... I'm just worried that you're not as strong as you used to be. How dare you! <laughs> I'm just concerned. I mean, in the good old days, you could easily launch a pie out of the door into the square into that man's face. Alright, give me give me a moxie roll to throw a pie. Well, yeah, okay, sure, sure. I'm going to do that exactly. And I don't even need extra dice, because nothing I have really applies other than being really good at moxie. Can I add a dice, because I've got curiosity, and I'm really curious to see if she can actually smack a dude in the face with a pie. Sure. Okay, cool. oh, and I am uh, adding precise, precise for my costume. So yes. that brings us up. To so who are you aiming at? Anyone specific or just some dude? The dude who doesn't like fairies. Jack oh, Pratt. Oh, okay, Jack Pratt. Oh, sure. definitely. That guy deserves it. Oh, two successes. Uh, doesn't really matter, but I'm just saying it for the record. <laughs> All right. Um, let me go check his stress limit over the NPCs page. Twelve. He's pretty resilient. He's dealt with fairies a lot. Quick, hide in a pie. Alright. Yeah. Uh, he now has three stress out of twelve. Are there people working here other than May? Uh, there's a couple assistants. Okay, I need I need one of them to uh, bake me in a pie for, so I can be safe. Okay. From Jack Pratt. Um, Jack Pratt comes barging in, but you can totally convince one of them to do that. Sure. 
I, um, I don't think that'll fine. need a roll. You're just in a pie now. I'm in a pie now. Yeah, I just shoved myself into a pie as well. <laughs> so, Ellie, you're the only fairy here when Jack Pratt comes rushing in. Uh... Quick, I like to think. I like to think that Ellie uh, rode in uh, sleeping in the prince's pocket. Okay, so the prince is also here. Yeah, the prince is now now here in the Honeydew Bakery. Oh, I want to be on her shoulder still. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you two are here. Jack Pratt has a pie dripping down his face. And he's yelling about fairies. Oh, when, when I got into the pie, I lifted the uncooked pastry edge and I slipped in, but Prima belly flopped in, so there's just a pie <laughs> with a tiny person outline in it. <laughs> and her peering out from under the edge. <laughs> well, that's canon, yeah. Yeah. It's a cannonball. Okay. Cannon. So Jack Pratt is trying to catch fairies. He is upset with the fairies. He has been hit with a pie, and he immediately blames the fairies, because there's no way Miss Honeydew would do it. She wouldn't waste a pie. Is Miss Honeydew's husband... Miss Honeydew is not a married. professor. Damn. I just but she is going to go over to Jack Pratt husband. and tell him to stop wasting pies. I think she's the father of... I mean, she's... <laughs> the daughter of a professor. That could work, yeah. yeah. Hi, professor. So now these two are arguing because Jack Pratt is con- is telling May that something in here threw a pie and it must have been a fairy because only a fairy would be so mischievous. And May is telling him to not waste pies before the pie eating contest. She is getting very irate about this. Uh, Ellie... Sorry. Ellie uh, crawls out of uh, the prince's pockets and and lays on uh, her other shoulder. So there's Citrine on one and Ellie on the other. And she tells her, she tells the prince, uh, hey, you should, you should probably do something about that. Get that noisy guy out of here. He's causing a disturbance. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna go give it her best. And I'm not gonna give either of these two bonus dice. I'm just gonna let them both roll 1d6 and see what happens. And May, or I mean not May, the prince rolled a five. And Pret rolled a five. They both completely failed to do anything. Because they both have four stats. Hold on, hold on. I wanted to... Can I Can I assist NPCs to do stuff? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Especially well, since she's sort of working through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, so wait, the, uh, on, the, on each outfit, like the two... Uh, Vague worded parts are quirks or, or what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Those are quirks you can take. Like the dancer's shawl has awesome moves and drama queen. Okay. Which work the same as say melodramatic does on your regular character sheet. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> I since I have both melodramatic and and drama queen here, I'm gonna just be like. Uh, can you believe this guy causing such a, like, he's, he's causing a ruckus, he's gonna disturb the, the pie-eating contest, which I clearly care about. Clearly, as you can see on my face, I care <laughs> about the sanctity of this pie-eating competition, and more importantly, the prince, if that's your full name, <laughs> May Honeydew cares about the pie contest, and you don't want to see her stressed out, do you? You should go help her. So, uh, add, uh... 
both melodramatic and drama queen to that. Alright, so roll an extra 2d6. Okay. Well, I actually realized that the prince should have won anyway because of revolutionary heart. Alright, we got a 2 and a 1. Yep, and the prince gets plus 1 to any roll if she has suffered stress. So she got a 3, actually. She sure has. Okay, cool. So that is three more stress to Jack, and she basically kicks him out of the bakery. Which is weird, because he's the law of the land in this town. (laughs) But she outranks him. Yeah. You know, is the prince talking to May? What's what's May's response? What's... You know, Ellie's Um, interested in this. Alright, well, the prince and May... Well, May is thankful that uh, she got this guy out of here, since he was wasting pies anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of work to get back to, but thanks a bunch. And she goes back to the bakery. Ellie's like, you, sh- you should help her. Should you know? There's no no greater adventure than learning or than learning a new trade and helping out a new friend. Ellie's trying to set these two up. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've caught it. Um, the prince is on board because you've already stressed her out, so she is on board with whatever. But she doesn't really know how to do any of this. So you'll need to help her. Okay. Uh, you know that's that's fine. I think uh, I think Citrine knows a lot about baking pies oh. or making things or I don't know what is it you do, Citrine? What? What, <laughs> <laughs> what is it you do, boss? Uh, I don't. Know, the, the boss is cool. The boss knows everything. Thanks. Um. <laughs> Could I have scrounged for the the chef's mock in this time? You could have. Yes, that sounds fair. Um, Would you like to also change into it? Because that seems helpful. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mostly I just want to use it to <laughs> help, though. Um, <clears throat> are we just trying to make more pies just to have enough pies? Just trying to help the prince learn how to make pies and help May Honeydew. Okay. Yeah, so ultimately, right, right. make a lot more pies, but the prince really needs to learn how to help out. I think Citrine's gonna try to, like, I don't know, sit on the prince's shoulder and guide, like, point at things and say, do this, do that, and when the prince can't do it right, she's gonna hop off her shoulder and run around on the counter trying to help. <laughs> and I don't know if that's gonna be better or worse. That sounds good. Um, that'll be grace or craft, whichever you want to roll. Um, I think your grace is higher, right? Grace is definitely higher. Um, yeah. Yeah, if anyone else has anything that they can also, like... Can you only tag in one from the One from any source. You could take one from your personal quirks, one from your costume, one from your location, one from any NPCs in the area. So you could take Painfully Earnest off the prince. She's going to try her best. True. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Um, Wait, scene of a previous crime. Uh... (laughs) That one's foreboding, isn't it? What? <laughs> um. What happened here? I'm not sure what it's for, but yeah, why not? Boating, cool. <laughs> is, is the crime is the crime a theft because May Honeydew stole the town's heart? Ah, uh, hearts. Uh, and there's <laughs> literally we go out back, and there's loads of hearts in the pies. Oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> no! We we go back outside, out the back, and there's like uh, the outline of a body, but it's drawn in the floor in flower. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> um. <laughs> Ellie kind of just... sees Ellie kind of sees what a uh, you know what what Citrine's doing, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got awesome moves. Uh, check out my awesome baking moves, and so gonna gonna lend that one also to try to teach the prince how to how to make pies. Yeah. Uh, and if you got actually, no other ideas, your chef's mock has genius of cookery. Yeah, like I, I'm pulling that one as a given. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So we got that are. one painfully earnest. We got uh, the one that I just offered, and then there was another one, something about one of the ones for the bakery or whatever. So I mean, many. This pies. one is just so many pies. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's a, we got a lot here. That's four. Yeah. That's that's four bonus dice. So that's five dice total. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's gonna be crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's gonna be ridiculous. Sure. So roll five d six. That's All a right. lot, and one of them's a four. Yep, that's nice. And also a six. You get a point of magic. Oh. Cool. And that is a rousing success. And while that's going Already. on, Prima and Ayosa, that means you two are inside of pies opponent. that were carried out to the village square for the pie contest. Oh no! Oh goodness! Oh goodness, this is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> I am uh, motion sick, so I've thrown up in the pie. Oh, oh goodness. Pie. I've, gone, I've gone green and kind of, uh, so... Well, while you two were away, would you like to have been on break? Would you like to have scrounged for any outfits or changed clothes or eaten food for to recover stress, but none of stressed yet, so... Um, can... Well, what might I... Oh, if, if I say s- I scrounge, then it's like random out of the pile? I just draw a card from the deck, yeah. And you get a new costume. Uh, I'm going to say I changed. I am now in my stripy scarf. Okay. Yeah. And Ioza, would you like to scrounge or change? I would like to scrounge because okay. uh, I've been writhing around in this pie trying to free myself, but in my dizziness and confusion, I've just wrapped myself up in God knows what ingredients. Well, you get costume number 226, the judge's robes. Wow, I did not know you could get that from a pie, but... You found it somewhere. Cool. You can change into it immediately if you'd like, or you can just add it to your collection. I'll add it to my collection. Okay. Because I realized that uh, one of the skills on my equestrian thing is that my steed gets my brownie stuff as well, which means that if I uh, get back on my sheep, the sheep can climb walls and the ceiling and stuff. Yep, it sure can. And that just sounds hilarious. Although, if I take, if you take an outfit off, can you use it again, or is it gone? What was that? If you take an outfit off, is it gone, or can you use it again? It just goes to your collection. Cool. The only way to lose an outfit is if your stress breaks your stress limit, and then you lose your current outfit and have to change into a different one. Okay, in that case, I would like to uh, be wearing a judge outfit that I can burst out of the pie in. The judge's robes. That just sounds stylish. Okay. If I was trapped in a pie in real life, I'd want to come out wearing a judge's robes. If I was baked into a cake in real life and jumped out, I'd want to be paid fairly. Anyway. uh... (laughs) As much as you can eat before you have to pop out. So, uh, to go back to the situation that was developing, uh, Ellie, May and the Prince seem to be getting along pretty well. That's good. Ellie's feeling, you know, pretty satisfied. Yeah. 
I think you could safely leave them to each other now, and they'll just slowly work at more pies for a while. The prince has been accepted into the fold of assistance. Good, good, good. Okay, well, you know, the uh, Ellie wishes the prince uh, good luck. With, you know, making pies and whatever else yeah. good luck might entail. And, uh... I don't really have much to do. Much other thing, Many other things to do in the Honeydew Bakery, so... Okay. Well, you could go elsewhere. And uh, what were the shenanigans we were going for with those two, specifically? People were saying stuff in the notes, but I'm not keeping the most attention. Uh, I was hoping to... I, I was suggesting people anger... Uh, uh, angle toward half the battle for the prince because what better life lesson is there than you know losing your sword and and finding love uh yeah (laughs) well she's definitely learned a life lesson here about how to properly bake pies so i'm gonna give you five moats for that that one can be crossed off yeah all right all right oh no i got confused you're supposed to send tanya on a date with any woman other than may oh no Oh, that is a bummer. Whoops. Oh, well, guess, well, guess it's time to find Tanya a date, too. No, hold on. <laughs> my, my my plan, actually, this is only the first half of my plan. Oh, okay. I was thinking, yeah. I mean... May is not particularly receptive to any romantic advances. Not today. Yeah. Like, you don't go up to a retail worker on Black Friday and ask him out. Yeah. Yeah, did we also, we did Piapult, so did we get the moats for that, or? Uh, I did not record it. Let me, let me cross that one off to you. And you are at 31 moats. 31 moats. We do not have a benchmark for this. The people at home are either really excited or really disappointed in us. (laughs) (laughs) And so are you, Giggles. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) One of two things. I don't remember how they were at this point in the thing, because uh, we've been at it for a little while now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Prima, Yoza, you two are inside of Pies. What are you doing? Are you, you going to wait there for a while, see what happens, or...? But yeah, uh, what, what am I hearing from outside the pie? It sounds like right now you've just been placed on top of the massive pile of pies next to the pie-eating contest table. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I'd say the piloting contest is still like half an hour, 40 minutes off, so you have loads of time to kill, which fairies aren't known for their patience. Right. But like, who, uh, am I to assume the pogs in the town are, are accurate? Yes. The, all these okay. people are currently in the town these square. These people are there. Plus a million NPCs who don't matter. Right. Cool, 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 cool. In fact, everyone in the town square right now, except for Jack Pratt, is a contestant in the pieting contest. Is Jack Pratt inspecting the pies to make sure that they are legal pieting pies? Um, yeah, he is the judge of the pie contest. Cool. Um, I burst forth out of my pie. Oh, okay. Feeling terrible and nauseous, but I do it just as Jack Pratt looks over. So a pie explodes in his face, and a tiny green pie-covered fairy stumbles out and stumbles around, groaning. But, oh yeah, uh, he's upset with that. My, uh, he gets his net. Um, can I flip two tiny birds at him? Yes. And I'm so not in the mood to deal with the net right now. I've just been trapped in a pie and... Ugh. 
Well, that enrages him more, and he's going to start chasing after you with his net overhead ready to try to capture Ioza. Quick, Prima. I, uh, I challenge you to a race. So I decide this is the best time for it. A race! Uh, Prima says, popping out of the pie. (laughs) I am the fastest, and if anyone wants to prove their might, I promise not to use my wings. Time to do some squats. Stretching. No, come on, the race has started. Go. And I like lift up my robes and start running because I'm being chased by a man with a net. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm going to try to make uh, everyone... I'm going to, to try to uh, get everyone else to run with us in this race. Uh, yeah, I okay. start clapping and cheering and people notice like the exploding pie because so, I wasn't quiet when I did it. So because I'm wearing my stripy scarf, when I tag center of attention, the location thing, it gives two dice rather than one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so plus Daredevil, this is 46 Moxie. All right. Um, I think when you're trying to get other people in, uh, John Thompson is the only one who bites because he doesn't think anything through. Are you sure? Because I got a two, three, four. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is you trying to pull people in. I thought this is your role for the running the race. No, this okay. is my role for trying to pull people in. Jack, okay. Jack um, Pratt does not frighten me. All right. John Thompson is entering because he never thinks things through. And Bill's going to enter because he wants to spite John and everything. Of course. And Allison's going to enter because she's competitive. So we have everyone but Tanya entering, and Tanya can be the cheering scene. Yay! I like Tanya. I'm sorry we embarrassed you to death. (laughs) I just wanted to know what the meat was like, I say as I run past. At ankle height. So I'm just going to roll 1d6 for all of them. All at once. So from top to bottom, this is 46. They all rolled a 4, except for Allison, who rolled a 6. Let me check if any of them have 4s. Bill's grace is only 3, he fails. John only has a 3 in his stats, he fails. And who else was in here? How do you fail at running around a square? Well, no, they don't win. How do you fail at running around a square the best? And Jack Pratt has a four, and he has plus one edge when opposing fairies. So he has a five. And Allison also fails. So does that mean Jack wins the race? Um, you two still have to roll. Okay, yeah. But right now, Jack is very much winning the race. Which means he's probably going to catch one of you. Oh dear. Um, so I'm not actually running the square. I'm actually running for my sheep and trying to use the race as a distraction. Oh, yeah. There are also sheep opposing you guys here and probably opposing all the racers. Let me roll for the sheep. Sheep cannot resist a race. They roll the result of two because they have a plus two bonus to get in people's way. Okay. Uh, okay, so here's my running... Uh, thing. I'm using center of attention to, to like, feed on the, the cheers of the crowd. The crowd being Tanya. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus all the NPCs. The unnamed so, crowd. Uh, that's uh, threes on my stat of four. So, not great, actually. Okay. Yeah, but you do gain another point of magic. I do gain a magic point. You can spend a point of magic after rolling to roll another dice. 
nah, I, I know dice odds. I'm going to hold on to that for now. Okay. Do I have to roll anything to try and, like, successfully get onto a sheep and leg it away from the net-wielding man? Um, you can easily get onto a sheep, but then you must roll to escape him. Ooh, what should I roll? Um, my highest is craft. How could I finagle craft into, I don't know, the craft of sheep riding? That is an ancient <laughs> and respected craft. Well, I'm going to take abnormally placid the sheep's quirk against you. So you're rolling at one less dice, because they don't have any get-up-and-go. So I'm, like, really frantic and sat on the world's most chillaxed sheep. Yeah. Come on! Get going, um, get going, and it's just sitting there. Okay, so can I tag my and they're off costume? Oh no, I took my costume off! No! I'm dressed like a member of the Justice and not a sheep rider. Um... Ugh... <laughs> oh. You can spend a point of magic to quick change into another outfit at any time. I do, I do that in midair. I throw off all of the bits of vegetable and stuff that made me look like a judge, and underneath again is my equestrian outfit. Yes. And I hit the sheep, I get, and they're off, which gives me two dice two rather dice. than one. Yep. And then can I tag my power ag agility? Yeah. Cool. And then, uh... Um... So do I just roll? I think you're at 3d6, but you could probably also take from your outfit the Sport of Queens, since that's all about riding. So 4d6. And you have to beat a 5. Okay. And the highest you can roll is a 4. Good luck. So is that 4d6? Yes. Ah and I get my magic back, I think. You do get an extra point of magic, yes. Yay. Cool. I quickly, uh go here on my sheep and the sheep really uh, gently trots up the side of the nearest house <laughs> so it's not fast but it's not where he can get to me I suppose right. this, this does mean that uh, Jack Pratt has gained three magic actually humans don't have magic okay. but what he does do is he gives all of you five stress five stress to Bill Harvey, five test stress to John Thompson, five stress to Allison Carter, five stress to Prima Tolar and five stress to Ioza did we stress him out at all by bursting out of a pie onto him? Nope, he's still at 6 out of 12. Aww. And Ayoza, I'm going to say that you are currently caught in a net. What? what? I'm <clears throat> I'm on a sheep on the roof. <laughs> or did I just take yeah, the Yeah, and net he clambered up after you and caught you. Then I wouldn't have stopped moving! <laughs> no! He's a quicken. Can I have climbed onto the underside of the sheep and he has a sheep's head in the net? <laughs> well, he has oh. currently caught you inside of a net. Uh, so while that race was going on, which you gave you another five motes, bringing you up to 36, <laughs> Ellie and Citrine, what are you two up to? Uh, scheming. <clears throat> scheming. Um, so Ellie, you know... Maybe both of them, if you want to, want to come along with me, boss. Oh, yeah. But uh, the Ellie was fine. Ellie was uh, <clears throat> noticing that Tanya um, was uh, watching the race and didn't seem to, you know, have anyone with her. She seemed to be the only person actually watching the race instead of competing in it. And you know, Ellie decides to kind of hang out with her during that whole that whole commotion. 
and uh, you know, just ask her, like, ask her what's up, ask her how she's uh, feeling. Um, Ellie kind of, you know, knows that she has a big crush on May, obviously, because it was a it was a thing received that letter. But also, Ellie has kind of realized that everyone in this town seems to also, you know, find uh, the prince very, you know, enchanting. And it's true. The prince is an enchanting person. Yeah, so, you know, she just wanted to kind of gauge, like, uh, how, how Tanya feels about the prince also. Um, well, Tanya is an incurable romantic. Yeah. And sort of easily falls in and out of love all of the time. So yeah, or yeah she the just prince loves, is pretty cute. Or she just loves several people at once. That's also, also true. I feel like I want to switch costumes to my teacher's outfit for no reason other than to have switched costumes to a teacher's outfit. <laughs> you could do that since you two were both on break. You could yeah. scrounge for new outfits or change into outfits while you have been on break. I'll change back to the ball gown probably. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do I'll do teachers switch into the, che- the teacher's outfit. Okay. And uh, so you know, Ellie is a uh, <clears throat> highly educated in in uh, matters of romance, and uh, wants to you know encourage encourage Tanya to 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 just go for it. You know, especially if she's if she's got this these crushes, she should really she should just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it, you know? And, uh... Do I have any other quirks I can add to that one? Uh... <laughs> Let's see here. The other quirks that I've got are, like, quick-fingered. I don't know about that, and, uh... Well, you could have quickly grabbed the sword as a gift to give. <gasps> <gasps> That's a great idea that you just gave me. Alright, so yeah, so Ellie was a uh, quick fingered and, and you know took the sword and was like, hey, well you know, I, I actually uh found the the prince's sword and she seemed very stressed out she that she was uh she was missing it. I found Tanya the prince's obviously sword. Obviously jumps all over that bait. He's like, Oh, it would be so romantic if I were to return it. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I um, I, I actually I saw her at the Honeydew Bakery, and she was making pies with May. So, I mean, that's you could be around both of them at the same time. Sounds perfect, if you ask me. Oh yeah, she's all for this plan. <laughs> so uh, give it a roll. You're working towards a shenanigan. Yeah. Did you want to help uh, convince it all, boss? Uh. I mean, six plus the outfit plus the so that's three so far. Oh, four. Can I leverage incurable romantic? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you that's can. so that's forty six already. If you have any, if you don't have anything to add, then I can go. Otherwise, yeah. If you have something, you can kick in. I mean, I have refined manners, so I'd probably be helpful if we're tag team convincing her. Sounds uh, good to me. So that's 5d6. Alright. We got 2, 5, 1, 1, and 6. Uh, that was probably using Grace also. 
Yeah. Which is... So your two is a success. Four. Okay, okay. Although, you are currently opposed by sheep. Oh, no. I hate being opposed by sheep. <laughs> because they are buying and bleeding and they do nothing effective. All right, you succeed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are the sheep just everywhere in the square? Yeah. Um, anyone okay. trying to do anything outside is opposed by sheep. Oh, good lord. All right. Until the sheep stress out and they are removed from play. I have a, pl- I have a plan regarding this. Yeah? Uh, regarding the sheep. At least one of the sheep. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, if you want to do that, well, Tanya is off to the bakery with Ellie and Citrine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait, are, are we cutting to that, or, or am I interrupting? You can, and you doing can do the something. Thing? Okay. Can, okay. Yes. <laughs> While you were on break, do you want to have scrounged for a costume or anything? I, or changed into a I one? do want to have scrounged. Okay. Um, you have the Spirit of Spring dress, which is outfit number 326. All right, let me make a note. When you're on break, can you only do one of those things, like scrounge or change? Um, normally, yes, but if it was a particularly long break, there's nothing wrong with doing both. Because that last break that I had during was the pretty whole, long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't so really you know that you scrounged. could have a whole ton of extra, like infinite number of outfits. So I would like to have also have have scrounged. Okay. Well, outfit number three hundred forty-four. The swashbuckler's coat is yours. Can I scrounge for one of these breaks I took? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Let's let's just do all of that right now. You okay. got outfit number three hundred thirty-five. The star soldier's suit. Oh my god. That sounds really good. That's uh wow, pretty good. Uh, both of those that you just got give you uh, plus one edge versus hazards, which is great because we have hazards. We have we the sure hazard. do. Uh, okay, I want to finally talk to John, one of the the nice people that uh, <laughs> one of the main NPCs. One of the main NPCs, yeah. You know, Meat Man. I want to talk to him on behalf of my good friend, wherever she got to. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? She's somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to introduce myself and say, hey, nice running. Uh, my name is... Oh, you're John. Cool. Yes, yes, it is John. And um, he sort of leans forward and he whispers in a voice that is clearly audible to anyone near him. Are you, uh, you one of the fairies here to sabotage Bill? I am definitely here for all of the reasons... Excellent. All right, he's right over there, and he points over his shoulder very obviously. This guy is as subtle as a brick. I want to talk to you, though, John. I want to know more about my good friend, Bacon Gifter John. <laughs> well, there's uh, not lots to say. I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the city butcher. I, I butch many <laughs> things. I see, I see. And... Do the pies make you happy, John? What would make you happy, John? Well, I like pies as much as the next folk, I think. Especially good meat pie. Yeah? That's lovely. That's wonderful. Are you lonely, John? Well, um... You know, when he blushes a little bit, I'm trying to get with Mage, the cutest lady in town. Oh, John, it is... It is springtime in the kingdom, isn't it? And, And hearts are aflutter. But John, do you think that would make you less lonely? Don't don't you think May spends all day long in the bakery? She's a lovely, lovely woman, yes, but John, you have needs. You need companionship. You need someone who can pay attention to you all the time. 
Well, I guess so, but, uh, you know, I'd be pretty happy with someone who cooks pies all the time. Have you ever realized just how loyal, clean, and friendly a good sheep can be? <laughs> no! John, I think the friendship of a nice, fine household pet is a fine thing. <laughs> All right, give me a roll. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tag highly scroungeable because I'm scrounging sheep. And these sheep are abnormally placid. I need to bring him the friendliest dang sheep. <laughs> I think you can tag the abnormally placid quirk as an advantage here. They aren't going to really resist, and you're more than strong enough to lift them. <laughs> okay, I'm... So, so by saying lift, you have given me uh, the opening I needed to claim moxie. I don't think I've rolled anything else. No, I rolled focus once. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it is part of the rules to encourage fairies to roll their high stat whenever they can uh, make it work. Okay, I need to bring him the most probably dog-like sheep. Uh, Are you still in your stripey scarf right now? I am. Okay. So, uh, I want to double tag Highly Scroungeable. Alright, sounds good. So, two, and three... And John is going to be rolling against you, because... Because he doesn't want a sheep? Yeah, not really. This is sort of an opposed roll. Uh, um, I'm going to tag that he doesn't think things through in your favor. You get an extra dice. I get an extra die? Yeah, you get an extra die, because he is easily tricked. Okay, so I'm rolling a total of 66. He is rolling 1d6, I think. I think but he I does have plus this. one edge whenever doing anything against his best interests. Uh, okay, I I met my stat four yes. times. And you get <laughs> you get an extra point of magic. And I rolled a one, so his total is two, so you cause four points of stress to John Thompson, which puts him at nine out of ten stress. So he is almost stressed out. John! John, 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 John! He now has a sheep and doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> if he suddenly like loves sheep and uh, wants them to be like his best pet buddies, would he get an extra point of stress from thinking of all the sheep he's butchered that he could have been friends with? If you want to convince him that that he has caused damage to his newest friends, that well, could stress him out. I yes. would very like I much like to make him vegetarian. <laughs> The vegetarian butcher. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what what can I do to give him that one extra stress? Um, any contest really. So think of something else to push him over the edge and make another roll. Okay, I want I want uh, uh arm wrestling. Arm wrestling's a contest. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna arm wrestle him to make him take the sheep. Uh, yes. Or yes, I am. He is very confused, but he doesn't see how he could possibly lose to a fairy in an arm wrestling contest, so he will take take you on for this. He has never met Prima Tolar before. <laughs> it is worth mentioning, in contests of strength, big folk get plus one edge automatically. Okay, uh... You would normally get plus two because he's also the biggest guy in town, but you are the biggest fairy in town, so I'm going to keep it at plus one. Okay. And he's holding a sheep still. 
Uh, I'm using Stripey Scarf to double tag center of attention uh, for the same reason I did during the, the race. Uh, this is also a daredevil thing, and I remain indomitable, so this is 5d6. Alright, he's rolling 2d6 because he is a veteran butcher, and he also still has plus one edge because he's the strongest guy in town. So, I roll the 4. I also roll the 4. He has plus one edge, which brings his total to a 5. Did you do get two magic, though. I get two magic, but I got out arm wrestled? Yes. By someone a hundred times my size? Yes, barely out arm wrestled. So you take five stress. I want to spend a magic to to go back into it to to add another d6 retroactively. You can't roll better though. I can't. Actually. Okay, then never mind. I won't do that. Because you already rolled the highest thing you can. He just ha- also rolled the same number and has plus one bonus. Right. Right. Edges okay. are powerful. Edge is good. How do I get edge? <clears throat> Um, I was, some it, costumes have edge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm currently in a costume with edge, but I'm not around unless I can say that I stuck around and helped you real quick before I left. I went to another area, so I'm yeah. back at the bakery. Could Prima get like an inherent edge because she's so determined to be strongest and biggest and bestest? <laughs> this won't be the first time by a very long way that she's gone up to a huge human and go, you want to wrestle? Sure, I can say that you can spend one magic for that edge. That sounds fair. So spend a point of magic, and now you and him both take five points of stress, because you tied. Okay, awesome. Which makes him stress out. And Would you like him to be subservient to fairies for the rest of this thing, or just get out? I would like him to be subservient to fairies for the rest of this thing, because my good friend John, my good friend John is going to turn his life around today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so you're gonna you you you've convinced him basically to take all the sheep, right? I've convinced him. Yeah. Uh, Initially, I convinced him to take one sheep, but now he sees that sheep are such fine pets. I'm, I'm counting this as a shenanigan. You guys get five votes. <laughs> it's called puppies before paramours. I feel yes. like Alice is gonna be mad. Aren't they her sheep? Yeah, they are her sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, does this count as successfully this? pranking Allison? <laughs> no, you're gonna have to go a few steps further for that. Okay. I mean, we just saw the butcher take her sheep away. <laughs> well, just a couple. Just... He, he, it'll take him a while to get all of them. All right. You'd have to help him along with that, and Allison is difficult to prank. All right. Okay. Although, there is one thing you could do to help with that, something I haven't mentioned yet, that we haven't done yet. You could spend three magic to do wishful thinking, which basically counts as three auto-successes towards a thing, by spending three magic and making a dice roll. Aha. The nature of the wish determines what stat you're rolling. Right, of course. Uh, Anyhow, I've had friends with my good buddy John for a while. I think it's time to check out what's going on with anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so Tanya is over with the prince and May Honeydew. Ellie and Citrine were planning to help that along. What are you two up to? Or actually, Ayoza's been in a net for a while. Should I go back to that first? No, I do them first. Okay. Okay. I'm eating a biscuit. Sounds good. So, uh, so Ellie just kind of, you know, encourages Tanya to, to 
show the prince that you know she she found her sword and and you know realized it was it was hers because it was you know such wonderful wonderful make and you know it's like you probably you know have a lot of stories to tell about this and just kind of you know kind of butter up and get butter her up and give it back to her and stuff yeah and also at the same time you know be uh talk 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 to may a lot too and and see how how she's doing with making all these pies and you just really just the three of them have a, a lovely time together okay um i think this is going to take a roll because while Tanya is an incurable romantic, she is also painfully nervous about approaching these things. Mm-hmm. Can Which I is why roll? she waited for a big day to even try to talk to May. Oh. <laughs> That's why we're helping her out. Yep. <clears throat> I can just do what you said and just have wishful thinking that it'll all work out for her. You actually could. This would be an acceptable time to use wishful thinking to just make it work out. I would love to just have wishful thinking that the th- that the three of these uh, gals that, that she and and Citrine have set up that this that this works out. You know. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if everything just worked out and nothing went wrong? Yeah. Just all of them making pies together and having a great time, and they realize, hey, wow, you know, that was a lot of fun. We should spend more time together. The three All of right. us. To do wishful thinking, you must spend three magic. Mm-hmm. I have exactly three magic, so that yes. is now zero. And, um... Your two good stats, they were craft and grace? Uh, yeah. It yeah. was it was grace four, craft three. Alright, I'm gonna quick check the PDF for which wishful thinking is which thing, because they sort of work. So, Moxie wishes make the situation more chaotic and exciting. We're not doing that. Focus is the precision wish, when you just want to make one very precise change that butterfly affects, which is not what we're doing. Craft things makes things more complicated. Yep. Um, Grace helps Grace make makes you the that... center of events. And Shine is for weird wishes that just... So, I'm thinking probably Grace. Probably Grace. Yeah, to make this the center... You're, you're wishing on behalf of Tanya. You want to make Tanya the center of events here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and plus, it's, you know, uh, they it's not subtle at all. She's she's actually very much encouraging her not to, uh, you know, just just sit sit back and, and, you know, hope things work out. She's really encouraging her, you know, to just get, get in there and talk to them both. They seem like they're having a lot of fun and, you know, it looks like they could use more help and stuff like that. So. All right. So how a wish works now is you make a grace roll. You take quirks just like usual. Okay. And if you succeed on the roll, it's just a test. So you just need to roll a four or less on any of your dice. Then the wish works just as you planned. If you fail the roll, then I get to do genie's monkey paw stuff. Evil genie logic on the wish. Oh, oh okay. no. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, incurable romantic, obviously. Yeah. Um, does edge only work in competitive roles? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like a kind of bonus to just it any It wouldn't help any make. in tests since you need to roll your stat or less. So mm-hmm. plus one bonus would technically make it harder. So it doesn't help for that. Okay, that makes okay, that, that makes sense. Uh let's use um let me find my PDF for it. Teacher the Prince is painfully earnest. Yeah, Prince is painfully earnest, so we'll use both uh incurable romantic and painfully earnest. We'll use highly educated again on my teacher's outfit because Highly educated in, in uh, you know, romance. So. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, May Honeydew is not having a good day, but should be. And this okay. is this you're, is you're trying to improve her day. Yeah. Um. So, Trina, did you have anything you wanted to add? Also, I mean, you already got a shit add. Add. Uh, I still think one of my outfit quirks with the ball gown could help make conversation easier. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like we we could refine like, manners because it's you know. I, I mean, I've tagged that one a lot, but uh, I suppose if things get really awkward, I can just start singing, and <laughs> they can talent. laugh about it, and then they can continue talking about. You could else. you could like pull out like a like a violin and start singing and playing the violin, playing some romantic really music nice, in the background. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Some really nice movie. <laughs> do that. Do that. Do that. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Right, I think Excellent. we're at six dice already, so you should be fine. Roll. Chances you're not going to get a four or less on six dice are pretty unlikely. Well, it's taking a long time to roll the dice. Roll 20 is slow sometimes. It's there also all there, the it. dice. Yeah, <laughs> you got two, two magic back. I got two magic back. Heck yeah. And you succeed. Yeah. I'm like... sitting on 12 trouble dice. I should spend some of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that uh, this works. You have set up Tanya with the prince. And and May. And both, that is and both the prince and Tanya with May. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to say that this is also going to qualify for with a little help. Uh, May is actually having friend- her friends be genuinely supportive on her big day for a change. Yeah. Um, because Tanya and the prince are being super romantic, which means that they're not constantly in her face about being super romantic. Yeah. They're not, none of them are being overbearing because they all, like, the three of them have each other to, to. So with that wish, plus all of your previous effort rolls towards this, you've actually completed three motes because there's also (laughs) one for the prince. Safer to be feared than loved. Help the prince escape her fangirls or lure her into their clutches. Oh, yes. Uh, she's no longer... See, what I like to think here is what happened is not that we, like, you know, lured her into their clutches so much as, uh, um, now she's kind of, you know, off the table for all of her, her fangirls. I mean, she not... She escaped you know, the I, fangirls by getting a girlfriend. Yeah, two girlfriends. 